Last time on Pokemon Rollout, the Bonsly the group had met led them to a treetop village. Upon arrival, the village asked for help from the group to figure out the issue with the blighted Pokemon. Once they healed their Pokemon, they went on their way when they encountered three Oddish, two Breloom, and a Phantump. Charlie immediately went to catch the Phantump, while Sneeze and Liliana defeated the Breloom. Nearly the Abra made a tree fall down, crushing a Breloom under it, much to Charlie's dismay. Sneeze and Charlie each caught a blighted Oddish. Then, Grunge led the group until they found a bright green orb in the forest that turned out to be a greenhouse where they met a man that rushed them into the building. Who is this man? Find out today on Pokemon Rollout! Welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie Deku Pine. <laughs> I'm Professor Steve, and I play Michael Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> nope, other way around. I'm Michael, I play Professor Sneeze. <laughs> I know reality from fiction. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm Lydia and I play Liliana. <laughs> I was like, it's okay, Liliana passed that threshold like several, several episodes ago. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> that, that used to be your problem, Lydia, now I got it. I know, I don't know why, it was like multiple ground. times in a row that I did that. <laughs> I was just in college and I was really going through a lot and trying to find myself. <laughs> Thank you guys for being there for me. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> you know what would really boost our ratings if you went online and posted a big testimonial about how Pokemon Rollout saved your life? Uh, no. No, that wouldn't. No. No, that really wouldn't. That really wouldn't boost our ratings. <laughs> you don't uh, think I can write a good testimonial? <laughs> Thanks I don't for the think confidence. You, I don't think you can cover your tracks that well. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, so, so oh uh, just a, a fun anyway. comment for, for those uh, listening not live is that we actually are live on Twitch right now, but not when most of you are hearing this, <laughs> but when some of you are hearing this. <laughs> the first time. You the second time. It's more complicated. <laughs> yes. So. Oh, good. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're in this greenhouse. Um, yes. thank you for welcoming us into your home. Um, yeah, there, you obviously know there are blighted Pokemon out there. Uh, bl- blight, I suppose that's a term for it. Blighted. Um, do you have yes. any, or the, what are the symptoms for those? That maybe came up, maybe I was divinely inspired to <laughs> use that term. Uh, <laughs> um, hang um, on, hang on, I wrote it down on my character sheet what, what the characteristics are. Let me see, it's... Um, they're less, they're less, uh, they're more resistant to, uh, to poison and fire, but, but more, more weak to fighting and something else. Um, I want to use a quick intuition check on this guy. Okay. Um, ooh, not too good. Eleven. 
Okay. Uh, he doesn't seem to be lying or hiding anything at the moment, and he does seem genuinely interested in hearing the symptoms. Okay. So yeah, Char- Charlie from his backpack pulls out like several stapled like uh, spreadsheets and says, "Okay, here it is on my stun flora. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> resistant to fire and poisoning, uh, weak to fighting and bug, uh, and acts like it's poisoned at all times. That's that's what the blade is, sir." <laughs> <laughs> Ah, weakness to fighting. It's still sticking around. Oh, well, so you can still be doing that. Okay. Well, uh, and what? you said that it acts like it's poisoned at all times. You mean they're they're, uh, it's still weakening them at the moment. Um, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I wonder if that'll pass after a few days. Well, let's just I... get the moments. Um. So no, wait, it doesn't wait, seem to are... be passing. Um. You you seem to know a good deal about this uh, this phenomenon. Uh, uh, sorry, I haven't introduced myself. I am Dr. Linnaeus. Dr. Linnaeus. I'm Professor Sneeze. Perhaps you've heard of me. <laughs> hmm. Um, do you, does your research go into, into grass-type Pokemon and different things there? Uh, more in the field of normal types. Uh, then I probably haven't heard of you. Uh, Charlie's, Charlie, uh, Charlie sticks out his hand uh, and says, Hi, I'm Charlie Pine. You might have heard of me. <laughs> I don't think so, young man, but I like your enthusiasm. And he shakes your hand. <laughs> I mean, may, he, I, maybe. He is wearing, like, white gloves and everything, too, remember? Okay. So. Uh, Nick, would it be a good idea to give a uh, another description of this man? Uh, certainly. Something I may or may not have lost, but if I remember correctly, he is wearing... um. This man is uh, taller than all of you, actually. Uh, over, he's well over six foot Ooh. and uh, very thin. Uh, he's wearing white boots with brown soles, so you can see a little bit of brown around the bottom of the boot, but they're white boots. Um, a white lab coat that covers him essentially from just about his ankles to the top of his neck, uh, and it's nice and buttoned up. White gloves. Uh, he's his skin is very so pale it almost makes the lab coat look grayish in comparison. Um, then he has bright red eyes and his hair sticks out around him in almost like a half like a semicircle shape or a, a dome shape around his head, just like sticking very far out. And it is brilliant red with little white uh, with little spots of white hair just speckled throughout it. And then his eyes are also the same shade of very bright red. Um. Can you also confirm for Linnean and for us the the um, spelling of Linnaeus? Yes, Linnaeus is L-I-N-N-A-E-U-S. Go ahead and Google like, that, people listening at home. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, uh, this um, this 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 blight phenomenon. Um. What what do you know of it? Like, I think I know. what you know, <laughs> And he, <but. laughs> uh, he immediately lights up. You can tell that you just like struck on his what's probably his favorite subject in the entire world. Great. Also, Next just up. just as a note, Charlie Charlie started wandering around. He's um, somewhere. Okay, you are in just a basically a square of white, um, of like white brick at the moment. Uh, it seems like there's another door that leads farther into the actual uh, semicircle greenhouse dome. Um, Dr. Linnaeus is standing in front of that door. Hmm. And so it's it's almost like a very bare atrium-like room that you're in right now. Sure. Um, it does have kind of the feel of, like, sealing, like there's a, like there's a, uh, it's, it's not quite a pressurized seal in between the two places, but there's definitely a feel of, like, this would be sterilization between the next room. Mm-hmm. Liliana's going to disappear from sight and try looking for keys or ways into the next room. 
Okay. <laughs> and Char- possible Char- things to take. Charlie's a little bit more blunt about trying to get into the next room. He, like, is there a keypad, or is it just like... It seems to mostly be doors. There's just a man standing in the way. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's probably unlocked. Just he's there. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. He's like, well, as a man of science, I'm certain that you know of the prevailing theory that grass types were the first type of life form of Pokemon that appeared in this world. Right? I mean, they've they've appeared in all different places in every habitat except for a few. Uh, severely toxic habitats and volcanic areas, especially... Charlie raises his hand. (laughs) Uh, Yes, uh, pine, Um, correct? uh, Yes, you're right, thank you. Uh, um, Sir, uh, Mew, the psychic type, actually is the ancestor to all Pokemon. So, just just saying. (laughs) Well, well, young man, I, I... I wouldn't deny anyone their religious beliefs, but I am speaking science at the moment. <laughs> oh, snap! <laughs> but in any case, uh, with grass types, they've populated just about everywhere, except for those few places, because what are the greatest dangers, or the greatest weaknesses of the grass type? Fire. That is well, one, let me, yes. Let me, let me roll a Pokemon education check. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's an eight. <laughs> eight. Uh, <laughs> judging by everything that's going on, you can pretty much guess he's uh, going for fire and poison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, yes, fire and poison. Those two have consistently been an issue when facing, uh, facing the grass type throughout the centuries. Well, until recently. Maybe you've heard about uh, Ratu, you know, the, uh, the various factories and things that are going on there, they've had quite a bit of waste that they've been struggling to deal with. Well, an interesting uh, phenomenon that's occurred in that location is that some plants, not grass-type Pokemon, you understand, but some plants have adapted to live within, or perhaps these this genus has simply been allowed to grow, within the toxic areas. Uh, it is some sort of uh, more creeping vine that seems to go through the areas there. It's very Hardy, very resistant. It seems to almost uh, gain nutrients from po- from the poison and the toxic atmosphere there, and it is very, very difficult to uh, to burn. It, it seems much hardier than than most of the others there. They're, they've had quite a time getting rid of it, and it's especially urgent because this grass type seems to be uh, parasitic, or perhaps symbiotic, though not quite as though uh, it's parasitic is probably the better term. It does seem to end in the death of most of its hosts. It can capture onto any other plants within the area, and, interestingly enough, grass types. Now, most ty- most grass types who are infected by this plant simply sicken and die, but there have been some interesting observations, mostly hearsay, but I have come across at least one confirmed report, and this very much is what brought my attention to this area, where the grass type is, the grass type is eliminated from the Pokemon and replaced... With the ghost type. Uh. Now, see, this this is a non-desirable result, because, of course, you're eliminating the grass type, the whole main focus and, and goal of this thing. But it, it does bring up some interesting lines of, of uh, research in this area here. So, I thought maybe by modifying this plant, it's, it's parasitic, but par, para, uh, parasites and symbiotes are simply two sides of the same coin. So, if you can move it towards more symbiosis, we could eliminate the grass types main weakness isn't allowed to take its place as the forefront of the types. From your earlier intuition check, yes, this person's insane. 
so, of course, my first movement was I needed to find a uh, a grass-type Pokemon that would be able to resist this plant. I had quite a time looking forward, and there were a few options that were immediately available. Well, let me show you. And he turns and opens up the doors and ushers you into the greenhouse scent, uh, area proper. Um, so, through the small white box of the atrium, Dr. Linnaeus leads you into the main part of the building itself. The first thing that strikes you is the smell. A mixture of sharp chemicals, moist earth, growing plants, antiseptic, and threading through all of it the sickly sweet stench of decay. Uh, the hemisphere is one gigantic room, the tinted green windows, letting in the late afternoon sunlight and tinting everything in almost diseased shade of greenish brown. Uh, the open space seems to be divided into three or four distinct sections. Uh, along the curved walls to either side of the entrance is jammed a series of bulky machinery all the way around the room, all humming or whirring quietly. Uh, these machines, the machines with displays, show a constant stream of numbers and symbols, flashing by almost too fast to be seen. Uh, interspersed between the machines are several tables, scattered with a chaotically ordered array of tubes, burners, shelves, tins, and papers. The papers scrawled to their margins in precise, cramped handwriting. Spaced in front of the machinery and tables, with just enough space to walk in between them, are a long or a, a large circle of squat cylindrical tubes. The glass containers filled with a softly glowing liquid that looks green in the afternoon light. Inside each of the tubes floats a small tree trunk. Each trunk looks wrong somehow, but in different ways. For example, the trunk closest to the doorway looks simply dead, while the one to its left is shrunken and desiccated as though all the water's been sucked out of it. The one to the left of that trunk, however, is almost a liquid itself, seeming to swirl and melt before your eyes. Several of the tubes farther away from the front doorways are empty. Uh, in the center of the gigantic room, it looks, like a, it looks the most like an actual greenhouse, with orderly semicircles of planting tables radiating out from what looks to be a huge dead tree suspended in a gigantic version of the squat glass containers. The planting tables are filled with what seem to be a wide variety of the strangest looking plants you've ever seen before, with one species of plant per circular row. The four tables farthest from the central tree are empty, while the two closest to the tree are full of what look like dead creeping vines. Partially obscured from the t by the tube holding the giant dead tree, in the very back of the room stands a machine that looks slightly different from all of the others. Uh, this machine has a squat base with a long metal chimney coming out, the top of the chimney reaching up and slightly out of the glass roof overhead. The machine's display is blinking red, and several wires are hanging out of an open junction box on its side. Directly to the left of the entrance, tucked away in one corner, is a small, untidy bed, with a wardrobe standing next to it. Despite its untidiness, the bed looks hardly used. Next to the bed is a small trap door. Seemingly all of the wires and electrical cables within the room snake over and through a large... A hole next to the trapdoor, presumably leading to the same place. So, uh, Linnaeus kind of gives a sweeping gesture to show this entire area and says, I really ha ended up with only two choices that I could do for my experiments, and thank goodness it turns out that the rumor that the uh, myths behind these Pokemon weren't true, so it was easy as, as soon as I found a female to get a breeding pair, to get a, uh, a breeding going. Here, now, I have run into, you said that uh, the Fighting types become more effective against the grass. 
here. I, I've run into that a few times before. It seems to be an issue. With the ghost types, it seems to be masked mostly, so I didn't notice it until, well, this incident with the larger, uh, with a larger population. I had come into an impasse and ended up there. That seems that I broke out my machine, so I'm just going to be working on that just a little bit here, and then I'll be able to administer the antidote before the next, uh, before the next permutation is finished cycling. Um, you, you created this blight uh, from this... Again, blight, I, I, can, I can see you with the term from the outside, but I would, it's really more of a symbiosis here. I, it's still in this parasitic stages, I'm going to need to work on that, but I... I... So, okay. you're, so you're just making these Pokemon sick and just, like, if they fail, you just kind of, like, shove them out there? No, no, you see, I, I have all of them contained. No, you don't. No, because yes, I, like I, like I said, the larger test project got away with me a little bit, and frankly, if this, if my machine hadn't fallen apart as it has, I'm in the midst of fixing it. I would have administered the antidote to this particular permutation already. Uh, just be a few more minutes, maybe an hour or two, and I'll be and I'll have this machine up to snuff. Do do you um do you have the antidote now? Well, yes, in large quantities. It does need to be aerosolized in order to be effective, which is again regards to the machine. Mm. Mm. These 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 Pokemon are 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 out and um, it's spreading. Yes, um, which again is why I'm I've been working on the machine when the proximity alarm went off. I've almost got it. How, I've almost got it taken together, and then it should be going. How, and how long have you been working on the machine? Yeah, what day is it? <laughs> uh, you, you get so. You get so mixed up in the things. I really do have only a, a, couple, a few more wires to put together. Um, can I take a look at this machine? Oh, certainly. I don't know much about uh, and mechanics. Char- Charlie, but... Charlie looks to, and I'm going to roll my tech education on it. Okay. Uh, it's a 10. Okay. I got an 11 on my tech education. Wow. What? I'm not even good at tech education. <laughs> um, also, Liliana, you're kind of wandering around at the moment, right? Kind of out of sight? Yep. Uh, what was your stealth check? Oh, yeah. Oh. I've got 27 for stealth. <laughs> 27. Holy cow. 27. <laughs> okay. Um, Charlie has no clue that, like, Charlie thinks that it was only just him and Professor Sneeze on this journey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just stealth your way out of his memories, I see. <laughs> yep. Hey, so you're well, yeah, you're, is the sneaky sneaker. Like as you're kind of looking around, um, yeah, and so you guys can go over and take a look at it. The uh, machine, which is that that larger chimney-like machine in the back area. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as you guys can tell, it's a lot of very complicated machinery that is frankly well beyond you. But what seems to be wrong was essentially just a blown fuse. Um, but it was deep enough. It seems like it was deep enough in the machinery that he had to take some things apart in order to get to it. And so he's mostly just putting it back together at this point. So like he really is just like he's he almost has the machine fixed? As far as you can tell, yes. Um you also think back to you remember that um the old uh elder who you think may have been a uh oracle and without knowing it said that in three days things would get worse. Uh this is the end of about the first day. So if you follow that line that line of thinking. If he fixes this today, the antidote goes out and is done by tomorrow. By the third day, he'd release the next uh, permutation, oh, as he said. Goodness. 
Uh, um, Liliana, yeah. while you're wandering around, you kind of wander near one of the tubes, and one of the tree trunks kind of blinks and looks around blearily before closing its eyes again, looking like a tree trunk again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'm going to... Grunge is still out, so I'm going to check his stealth, too, and see if I can get him over by me. Mm-hmm. And we can whisper and have secret friendship fun time. Oh, dear. Secret <laughs> 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 friendship He didn't do us good, but he got a 10. Okay. Give me Grunge's perception. He got a 12. Okay. Um... Grunge essentially says to you as he slips over that he thought he saw Dr. Linnaeus, Linnaeus uh, take a look at him before he slipped away. Or Uh-oh. as he was slipping away. Like, glance over at him like he saw him. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Um... As you can see, I've got this almost finished, and then the antidote will be, will be ready to go. Or the antidote, the herbicide for this specific permutation. It has to be specific. Uh-huh. It has to be specific, of course, that I'm not harming the grass Pokemon that are affected. It would be no use to destroy, to destroy viable uh, test uh, test cases, of course. And, of course, if I had the two permutations fight it out, who knows what would happen? That's too many variables. That is crazy. Um, I want to... Um, looking around in this area... Mm-hmm. Uh, my, oh, my medicine education isn't terribly good either. Um... I've got General Ed and Pokemon Ed. Can I do one or both of those in some way to uh-huh. see if I can find out some way with the equipment he has here to find out what would be a legitimate treatment or cure for these grass Pokemon? I will say general education gives you a good idea of plant life. Okay. And uh, with the things of Ratu and specifically talking about yeah. a, a specific vine, that gives you some more information to grow on. Okay. Uh, also, Liliana, mm-hmm. um, can I get... No. Actually, no. I don't need to, I don't need you to roll anything. Um, I don't want to roll anything. Based on what... <laughs> based, based on what he said there uh, for you, that does remind you that the Trevenant gang was a gang of people... Uh, like, a, one of the gangs that you kind of had border skirmishes with when you were in Ratu. Um, and they were the ones who ended up with, like, you got spicy from them. Uh, their, lay of, their, uh, territory, what, the, it did have a decent toxic dump in it. Decent sized. Hmm. Hmm. I got an 18 in general education. 18 general education. Alright, um, you can identify the vine that he's specifically talking about as a, what's considered a new breed, breed of invasive, uh, plant life, it's especially like specifically kind of quarantined in Ratu at the moment, known as an Aklis vine. A-K-H-L-Y-S. Uh, Aklis vine. And it is known for growing very, like, growing almost explosively in toxic waste areas and uh, being most more or less deadly to other plant life within it, within the area. Uh, it is also very hard to destroy because it does have, uh, it, it does seem to be mostly fire retardant and has, and is resistant to most herbicides. Um, the first two, uh, rows of, in the garden, the two, like, dead plants, you can identify as dead Aklis vine, 
And the second, the first row is dead Atlas Vine. The second row is it looks to be about the same, but it's been mutated. Um, and going off of that, you can guess that the further rows are further mutations of the vine. Um, building off of that, you're fairly sure that since these have been genetically engineered, um, a genetically engineered herbicide is going to be the easiest thing to destroy them. Uh, yeah. Especially if he put in a failsafe, which, while this person seems insane, he also seems intelligent enough to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. even like just taking a glance at some of the tables and things there, it looks like he roughly splits the greenhouse in two. On one side, he was building new permutations. On the other side, he was building antidotes to those permutations. Okay. And I can more or less believe that those are legitimate antidotes. Uh, yes. As as long as he didn't completely lose touch with reality, yes. Sure, sure. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, Um. Uh, while this is going on, uh, Dr. Linnaeus has gone back to start, like, tinkering with the machine. Uh, he does seem okay. to have much, much, much more technical knowledge than you, than you, either of you did. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um. <laughs> Well, all seems good here. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want like I want the the antidote, but I don't want the machine to be fixed. Uh, yeah. I I will remind you too that he said that the uh, antidote had to be aerosolized in order to be effective. In other words, it yeah. has to be conveyed over through the air. Right. Um. So, like, I'm thinking potions and antidotes and things are basically sprays. Could we just? put it in those <laughs> um yes it would it would affect one pokemon at a time but yes okay okay so like he's got the antidote here mm-hmm. and if we put it in the containers of potions i i'm i'm this is this is sneeze in his head um uh, this is this is what sneeze's voice in his head sounds like um <laughs> um we could that that would cure pokemon uh, one at a time. Would I think that like a Pokemon Center would have the capacity to do this more on mass? Um, possibly. Okay. It might be a little difficult for them because they're not uh, creating something that sends a chemical through the air over wide fields. Is not something that a healing center generally has. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Charlie, or maybe it's Paul. I'm not sure what Charlie's thinking right now, but maybe maybe this is in the back of his head. Um, remember when we were chasing the uh, the Cottony? Remember when we were chasing those? That was the episode where we got Beatrice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that like a thing? Maybe it was that big thing. That mm-hmm. was a thing. It was yeah. a fair distance away, but it it was a thing that could. Uh, send air and different things throughout the air. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I will say, the other thing too is that he was saying that he was going to send out the antidote first. So he's going to send out the antidote, and then he's going to continue the permutations and things and keep working on this blight thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, knowing with your general education thing, there would have to be a slight delay if he wanted to destroy all of the current permutation of the blight out before he put out the second one. Because it's not going to be an instantaneous thing. Right. (laughs) Does he... So all of the antidote is in, like, one giant container right now? There's... Um, He didn't say whether anything was already, like, bottled up anywhere? Can I get a quick perception check? 
Sure. Well, um, for both or... grunge and uh, Liliana. Whoever's Liliana? If, if someone's looking for the antidote, make a make mm-hmm. a perception check. Uh, grunge can make it too. Okay, so I'm going to do grunge first, and he got a nine. Okay. And Liliana got a nine as well. Sneeze got seven. Okay. Um, Liliana, taking a look around, you can see, uh, based on how the machine is is built, it looks like it's built to kind of contain very large, uh, very very large portions of something, and you can find cylinders nearby that match the size of the container going in. At least at least a couple of them are full. Okay. I am going to try to sneakily take one of the... Well, how big are the containers? Like... Uh, about maybe two-thirds as tall as you are and about as wide, maybe wider. Oh, well, that's not going to work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, she's got the muscles, but it'd just be a little (laughs) awkward. Uh, Okay. What, what, is it only a lab for the antidote and the stuff for causing the blight in there? Or is there anything else that might be helpful? Like, does he have a map of anywhere of, like, where he's affecting these different... There doesn't seem to be a specific map or anything. This seems to be with a rather ludicrous focus on this specific thing. Okay. Uh, with this gigantic uh, lab undertaking. Mm-hmm. So, um, earlier too, you said that he, well, not he, but that there was a gang that Liliana had run into before that was the Trevenant gang. Are there any sort of, like, symbols for that gang around his lab? Um, it's dead plants. Yeah, this, the, the giant dead tree could look a little bit like the uh, the tree that they put on their uh, signs and symbols, but besides that, you don't see any uh, gang paraphernalia. By his bed, you do see what looks like you do see a uh, like what looks like a journal, like a more personal journal for his rather than um, technical journals, and on that is inscribed what looks like a kind of a stylized. Uh, it basically looks like a stylized mechanical eyeball mm-hmm. on the front. But besides that, it, the, you don't see anything that looks like paraphernalia or things there. Okay. I'm going to try stealing it. All right. <laughs> what should I roll? Should I roll stealth for that? Uh, Sure, yes. All right, here we go. I got a 22. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Um, nothing seems to notice that that you see. Oh. Uh. Then I will also roll a perception to see if anything noticed me. And I got a nine for that. Okay. Yep. Nothing that you see seems to have noticed that. Wahahaha. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think, yeah, Professor Sneeze is going to kind of pull Charlie aside because uh, Dr. Linnaeus is 
distracted with his work right now? Yep. He does seem to be okay. somewhat distracted. So, you um, have a feeling that Charlie... he's easily distracted by his work. Good. Uh, Charlie, um, I think we should um, let let Dr. Linnaeus, Dr. Linnaeus do a little bit of work here now. Um, let him fix the machine so that the, the, the antidote can be released, and then we should... Um, he's he's not right in the head i think uh so we should see about uh stopping the rest of his work because he's going to try to release more of the blight uh and a worse blight so let's um maybe see if he can fix the antidote get that out and then we'll um uh, we'll see what we can do to to take some of these samples away and get a report to the authorities um yeah we can we can try those uh do we do we want to try to like like sabotage anything here like like i i don't know um yeah maybe after the uh, antidote gets uh dispersed we destroy that machine by the way uh are you rolling anything to keep your voice down Oh yeah, I should do that, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> stealth, stealth. <laughs> hey, Charlie! <laughs> hey. It would. What? Oh, it would probably have to be stealth. Okay. Stealth. Goodness gracious! And since Charlie did talk about sabotage, Charlie needs to ro- roll this too. <laughs> like I, I, I was pulling Charlie away to like a farther end yep. of the the dome. So that so mayor may give you a bonus. Yes. Oh, I got a six. <laughs> I got a seven plus two. So that makes it uh, nine. All right. I, I rolled a six. That's like normally on a stealth roll, I roll a one. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, can I roll a guile to see if I notice like any way to do some sabotage? Sure. Uh. Um. While he's doing that, I have a question. Yes. Is there... Uh, I mean, I'm sure the answer is probably no, but is there any way to possibly grab one of the tree trunks? Tree trunks? Tree trunks. <laughs> tree trunks. <laughs> tree trunks. There must have been a way they got into those containers, so logically there's a way to get them out of the containers. Uh, okay. You'd guess that it was something connected to the machinery, otherwise... There might be a fail-safe opening if something interrupted their power. Oh, I want to take one, but I don't want to... Speaking of which, Charlie's uh, um, guile is 17 plus 2, 19. Okay. Um, Looking around, there's a couple things. Uh, The biggest thing is if you wanted to interrupt it without without him knowing... That's going to be a little more difficult. A lot of the machinery is delicate, so just smashing it would be easy, especially with some of the Pokemon that you have, but <laughs> that's going to be kind of obvious. Uh, okay. Another big thing would be to kind of engineer the escape of some things that you're pretty sure are living Pokemon within those tubes um, mm-hmm. for various states of living. Uh, for the Pokemon within the tubes, that would probably cause some mayhem, but again, be kind of hard to not notice. Uh, can uh, I roll uh, mm-hmm. a tech ed to see, like, if I notice any technology thing where I could... Sure. Like, a tech ed cu- coupled with my guile? Yes. Alright, let's see. Um, yeah, just go to the tech education. Yeah. It is an eight. Okay, that ties in with the other thing that you realized is the very simplest way to deal with this would be to simply cut the power. 
Um, based on the fact that he's not doesn't seem to be hooked up to any sort of major power line, um, that he's going through different things, he probably is this uh, place is probably Pokemon powered, meaning that there's an electric type somewhere within the building. Judging by where all of the uh, cords are going to, it's somewhere within the basement. Judging by the fact that this is steady, it is probably a Pokemon that is inorganic i.e. non-living, and can just simply output power as long as it's getting an input of food. Uh, that would be as simple for an electric type as putting some sort of self-sustaining lamp or having a very large battery nearby. Uh, so deal with that Pokemon somehow without being seen, and the power is cut. Uh, so if someone can sneak into the downstairs to cut the power, that's going to be your best bet. And and this is all information that Charlie knows, but no one else does right now. Yep. <laughs> hey, Lydia. Uh, <laughs> hey, what? I mean, I mean, Li- I mean Liliana. <laughs> Oops. Char- Char- oh, did Char- I was say, did Liliana just pop out of her hiding to say, "Hey, what?" No, no, Char- no, no. That was no, Char- no. He said Lydia, not yeah. Liliana. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> No, uh, Lydia. Paul was saying that jokingly, and also, I guess, uh, Charlie was poking the fourth wall again, but, um. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful, that wall will poke back. Charlie did not actually say anything. (sighs) (laughs) Okay. Um. So, right now, you all three have different thoughts of things that you know. Is that, uh, central original vine thing, like... As far as I would know, if tell me about that central original vine. <laughs> you mean the one that's it's, the one that's planted there? It's dead, right? Yes, or but um, judging by what you know of the vine, it probably died from starvation. It it leached all of the uh, nutrients it could from the soil, overgrew, and killed itself. Huh. Okay. Part. It seems like part of the mutation was making it sustainable. Me- meaning that uh, that that vine in its full form is probably much much worse to grass types than the current blight. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> tell me if I need to roll anything for this. But would that vine be more or less something that we could treat as a blighted Pokemon? What like, do I'm you mean by that? I'm not asking if I can catch it. I don't mean if can I catch it because I mm-hmm. doubt that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, is it something that would be like weak to fighting, less weak to fire, not weak to poison, that um, sort of thing? As far as you can tell, the mutations were part were partially to cause those effects in the hosts of the Pokemon. Okay. Um. So the. Honestly, actually, now that you're thinking about it, and this kind of sparks it through your head, that might be a way to combat the Aklus Vine a little bit better, is through what you learn from this Blight. If fighting has continually been a problem, strong, sharp strikes are with a blunt instrument are probably able to tear this Vine apart. Okay. Uh, with a blunt instrument, things like that. Uh, bug types probably very much enjoy the taste of this Vine. Oh, snap. I don't have any bug types with me. <laughs> hey, random, random aside. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
just to make sure I'm clear on this, a few episodes ago, or I shouldn't say, this was a long time ago, this was a, like like a Lola special or whatever, um, do, we got those those buggy MZs, right? Yeah. Do yes. We have, do we have any way to use those right now or no? Do you have the ring that goes with them? No. Okay. I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't think we got the uh, ring. You need, you need a the... ring, I'm afraid. All right, I just figured I'd, I'd ask. Okay, for sure. That's that's partially because you need the ring, and partially because I don't actually know how those Z moves work in terms of PTU. Okay, thank you. I just thought I'd ask and see if there's a yeah, no problem. For right now, Professor Sneeze is kind of gonna stick with uh, the original plan with Charlie, um, and Charlie like, yeah, had the idea of sabotage in some way. So, waiting for the aerosolization of the antidote and oh. Professor Sneeze is going to keep his eyes on that um, on that vine well uh, and did we determine that uh, Professor Sneeze and I were far enough out of earshot that we could talk about this stuff and we weren't going to be detected as far as you have seen uh, Dr. Linnaeus has not seemed to uh, respond to your conversation Okay. can I do a perception to see if there's like any Sneaking eyes around. For sure. Uh, perception is 12. Uh, he doesn't... He seems to be focused on his work. And there's, like... Uh, let me rephrase it. There's, like, no, like, Pokemon around that might... Oh, you know, uh, uh, no. There doesn't seem to be anything else within the building. Okay. Besides all the things in tubes. Right. All right. Um, so then, yeah, I, I explain uh, what I do, uh, what I know up to Professor Sneeze about how there's a Pokemon down there powering all the stuff up. If we take care of the Pokemon, we take care of, uh, we kind of shut down his whole operation. All right. Um, Professor Sneeze is going to respond. Um, yeah, why don't you, um, I, I want to take care of that vine because if we destroy it, then, um, then he can't replicate the, the blight anymore. Uh, so if you go downstairs and take care of that electric Pokemon, cut his power as soon as the the antidote is dispersed. Uh, I'll I'll work to to destroy the vine and keep him distracted up here. Uh, um, Liliana, what are you doing at the moment? Yeah, <laughs> because with I... your self check at the moment, literally no one knows you where you are. Yep, I don't even exist. <laughs> that's that's um, what Charlie thinks. She has stealthed her way out of the plot. Be careful. <laughs> Remember who else is out there. Oh no. Oh. Well, <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess she snuck back over to them, but is not making herself apparent yet. She's okay, just so, like listening in. So you're you you've heard their conversation then, or at least yeah. the last part where what what Charlie told uh, Professor Sneeze. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm gonna mention about bug types against the vine too. That I think bug types would be especially effective against that vine. Actually, uh, Professor Sneeze is gonna say, uh, see if he can. Um, uh, this might require. No, it might not. It might require a guile check, but I'll, I'll let you be the judge of this. I, I want to see if uh, I, I'm going to approach uh, Doctor Linnaeus. Um, Doctor Linnaeus, this this antidote. Um, would it be possible for me to uh, have a, a few samples of that to put in um, some potion spray bottles? Um, I, I I know of some Pokemon that are that are uh, in need of of it, and I could um, I could treat them a little bit with it. Could I get a guile? Yeah. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four. Like, I legitimately want some of these samples, but also I'm trying to 
hide the fact that I also mm-hmm. want to foil his plans. Uh, Linnaeus looks at you oddly for a long moment and then smiles and claps you on the shoulder and says, Professor, if you wanted to heal some of your Pokemon who were blighted, you just needed to ask. Or, blighted. I wish you wouldn't use that term. You've got me using it now. Uh, just... <laughs> No, certainly. Take one of the cylinders at the end. It wasn't completely filled, so it would be a little difficult to use. Oh, thank you. Um, I go to that cylinder, and I guess, can I... Is it is it simple enough to fill some potion sprays and... Um, such? you do have a slight worry that, uh... Like, mixing it with the chemicals from the potions might be a little bit of a concern. But there's, uh, there are, there is, like, a sink nearby and things, so you can clean them out. Okay. Um, I will do that. I'm gonna, let's see. I've got some Pokemon that might need some healing, so I can just, maybe? Yeah. Quick, quick question. Yes. Um, does Liliana see any sort of, like, research papers around in the lab? Uh, there are a lot, just kind of spaced haphazardly <laughs> over a bunch of the tables. Uh, they are completely covered in handwriting. Are they, like, le- is it legible handwriting, at uh, least? It's mostly legible, it's just very, very technical. Hmm. I'm gonna steal some of that. <laughs> okay. Um. Do you need more stealth? No, I think you've proven that the stealth isn't going to be an issue for you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Liliana, you are the only one who sees this. Um, After Professor Sneeze turns away to start filling some potion bottles, Linnaeus watches him for a long moment. And he isn't smiling. He isn't smiling. Oh, he's not smiling. And then he turns Um... back to his work. Liliana, okay, if she says anything, are people going to, like, see her then Um, right away? Or are they just going to hear You would kind of be announcing your presence, since you're doing a hide-in-plain-sight thing. Okay. Oh, okay, so uh, Liliana is going to, like, write a little note on some paper that she sees nearby and then kind of like make a little airplane and toss it to Professor Sneeze to let him know that like Professor Linnaeus is watching him. Can I get an athletics for that? I'll say. To properly throw it. (laughs) Or, no, actually just give me an accuracy check. Okay. So a d20. Oh. Use combat attack. Oh no! Uh-oh. No! What'd you no. roll? I rolled a one. Woo! No! Uh, so you make the airplane and you toss it, <laughs> and it sails past Professor Sneeze, right past his eyes, and lodges itself in Doctor Linnaeus's hair. Oh no! <laughs> he doesn't seem to notice. <laughs> oh, that's okay, good. good. <laughs> So, Professor, Professor Sneeze, you just saw an aer- a paper airplane fly seemingly from no one's hand and launch itself into Dr. Linnaeus's uh, hair. Um, I'm going to try to be real casual about it and not look at it. Um, uh, 
I don't know what to do with that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I'm emptying a couple of potions, but uh, rather than just waste them, um, I Archie was fainted, so I revived him and then healed him with a couple potions. So he's back up to his maximum with two injuries HP. Okay. Um, I also gave a potion to my newly captured Oddish. Uh, to heal that up, and then I fill those three potion things after washing them out with uh, the Blight Cure Sounds thing. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on how long that takes, I'll get back up and look at uh, Professor Linnaeus, or Dr. Okay. Linnaeus, um, yep. and he still has the paper airplane in his hair. Yep, and it's still sticking it, out. It, is, is it like in the back of his head or the front of his head? Back of his head. The back of his he head. Was, he was turned towards the machine, so it landed that's, on the back of his head. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, snap. He does seem um, to be putting the finishing touches. He's just about closing up the circuit box and getting everything done. Oh, man. I'm so um, sorry. <laughs> I don't have a stealth to be able to get that out of his hair. Um, uh, Char- was Charlie around to notice this, Paul? I don't... Hmm. Like you hadn't gone anywhere yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so you probably would have at the very least noticed it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree, yeah. Alright, I'm yeah. gonna try to silently communicate to uh, Charlie. Um, let's see if if, uh, if my intuition check will, will help with this. Yeah. Um, oh man, that's a really bad intuition roll. <laughs> Uh, that's eleven in intuition. It's not that um, bad. Uh, I'm gonna try to with with like signs and nods, be like, try and get that airplane out of his hair. Charlie, can I get an intuition? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not too bad in intuition, actually. That's good. Uh, except when I roll poorly, that's a six on three dice. <laughs> okay. It's um, going well. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Professor Sneeze is asking you to do something to Dr. Linnaeus. Um, <laughs> you're not sure what, what? Hug him? That doesn't seem right. Um, <laughs> tackle him? That still doesn't seem like, that's not what you discussed. Uh, something about, like, you're supposed to grab something from him, you think? Uh, he does, you know, like a Pokemon trainer of Pokeballs around his belt. Maybe it's that. Who knows? Uh, oh, can man. can Charlie do a perception just on Professor, <clears throat> uh, Professor Linnaeus in general and just kind of see, sure, like if he notices anything? Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a better roll. That's a, a thirteen. Right. Yeah. Uh, besides the paper airplane sticking out of the back of his hair, he looks about the same as normal or as when you first oh. saw him. Okay, so what what is Charlie going to do then? <laughs> what is Charlie going to do? <sighs> Alright, uh, so yeah, Charlie uh, takes takes a moment and was like, Oh, the the paper... Uh, okay, so he like, points to his head and like, Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm, 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 making, I'm making the connection with you. He's, he's not saying this, but this is what I'm going through <laughs> okay. his head. So uh, just, just from Liliana's point of view, you just saw it like a... Uh, uh, Professor Sneeze pantomiming really badly something to Charlie, and then Charlie staring in confusion, and then suddenly acting like he gets it. 
Liliana has never been prouder of Charlie. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Actually, can I get an intuition check from Liliana? Just to complete this out. Oh, man. <laughs> this is probably not going to go very well. Oh, I got a 10. Nice. Okay, so you guy. actually did figure out what Professor Sneeze was trying to pantomime, so your pride is justified. <laughs> That's fantastic. Alright, so what is Charlie going to do? Um, Charlie is going to um, come up to um, to uh, Professor Linnaeus, and he is going to um, you know, kind of um, like look over her shoulder, like, "Oh, don't, don't mind me. I'm just like I, I want, you know, I'm really interested in like in Pokemon and technology, and I want to see what you're working. On. I like you, you, you have a lot of knowledge, and I really want to learn from you. And while I say this, Charlie's gonna roll a guile to one, like just misdirect, um, yeah, yeah, misdirect, and then also can I use that same roll to? Well, let, let me just do this first. <laughs> I'll say that counts as to grab the paper airplane, too. Okay, yes. it's, it's a ten. And he goes, oh, well, certainly, we're just uh, just putting the final touches here, but it just seems to be um, all together now. It's just a simple fuse break, and I just had to put all the machinery back together, and we're just about ready to start uh, portraying out the counter-agents here. Okay. And so he's, like, leaning leaning into the machine? Is that... Mm-hmm. A little bit, it? yeah. He's kind of moving back a little bit now, but you are able to snag the paper airplane without him singing to notice. Ah, very good for for Charlie to snag it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Charlie says, uh, "Great, yeah, no, I, I'm, you know, glad you're able to get that fixed. I saw it's like a, a fuse thing. Like I've seen something like this before. Uh, so yeah, it shouldn't have been uh, it should have been a pretty easy fix for someone of your your greatness. So that's yeah, good good <laughs> on on you. Um, I'm going over here now." <laughs> and he goes back to talk to Professor Sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> oh, 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 very well. All right. All right. Charlie, you got it. Let, let me see it. Um, so can I, yeah. I want to see Open that it up. paper. Uh, Liliana, yeah, what does it say on the pa- in the paper airplane? What does it say? Yes. Oh, just that um, Professor Linnaeus seems suspicious of us. It's kind of like, maybe we should start heading out. So goody. I was really hoping uh, it'd be like, maybe we should act less suspicious after all of that. Maybe we could act less suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Um, Charlie, we're going to have to be really cautious now. Uh, uh, Dr. Lance calls over. Pine, could you give me a hand with these cylinders? Oh, goody. Uh, y- yeah, glad to. Yeah, so Charlie goes and and helps out because um, he wants to build any report he can and like show that he's interested in the technology, which which he is. It's like amazing technology, um, and with the hopes that he can maybe get uh, entrance into the. So uh, yeah, tra- yeah, I'll come. Yeah, with the cylinders. Yeah, let me come over and help out. So Charlie goes over to help out to build rapport. Okay. Yep. So uh, with the two of you, you're able to kind of easily load in the cylinders into the machine. Uh, after a minute or two, the machine beeps and reopens, so you're able to kind of function through the cylinders. There are only three or four that you need to go through, so soon enough they've all been out, and you kind of can hear and see a very light mist spraying out and dissipating over the top as it's mm. kind of moving towards twilight now. Oh man, now we gotta do with vampires and werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gross. Dr. Linnaeus is Well, counter agents is finished, and it looks like, yes, by tomorrow afternoon, maybe a little later, uh, maybe more towards the evening, the uh, next permutation will be ready. Hopefully we'll kick that fighting issue. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Um, uh, Dr. Linnaeus, uh, so... You're you're not on the grid here, are you? Like I like you. What's your, what's your power coming from? Oh well. He kind of looks down at you and, and uh, kind of pats your shoulder. It's like, well, you know, that's just uh, one of the last things my old uh, colleagues did for me. Moved me over into this area. It's a nice little Pokemon that takes care of all of it. It's not in my purview, so I. Seems to uh, deal with the power well enough. Uh, let me ask you a question, Pine. How well do you know your traveling companions? Uh, I mean, pr- pr- pretty well. I, I've been with them uh, since, uh, you know, we clearly like where most trainers start their journeys. And, you know, we've been together for... Uh, Restful uh, Fjords, where you started your journey. Clear Lake's the first gym. Ah, thank you. Uh, Restful Fjord. Yep, thank you for the correction. Um, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> You know, this common town that everybody knows. That's, you know, that's where we started. Um, and uh, so, I don't know, we've been together for a few weeks, a month now. I know him pretty well. I suppose. Uh, well, even those, when coming across uh, new scientific endeavors, even those we know best, can be a little disappointing. Uh, if you don't mind, I would like you to... If you remain to the side here, don't don't worry. This will be over with in just a little while. What? <laughs> Good. <laughs> so he says towards us, ah, Professor Sneeze, correct? Um, yes, that's me. There was a young lady who was traveling along with you. Where did uh, she go? Um, oh. yeah, she's shy. <laughs> um... <laughs> She probably just wanted to stay outside and um, look around a little bit. He nods. I see, I see. And that fire type that was with her, it slipped away a little while off. Do you know where that went as well? I assume it followed her. I, I wouldn't know. Professor Sneeze, we are men of science. Let us be honest with each other. Of course, of course. Are you one of those... One, one of what? You know very well what I'm speaking of. Those who laughed at my research. Those who considered me a fool. Me. I, I, I've never seen any of your research before. So <laughs> of I, course I don't you know. haven't. Of course you haven't seen any of my research before. That's why you were so interested in getting a sample of that antidote for yourself. I'm interested in curing my Pokemon. Has, uh, out of curiosity, has Professor Sneeze tried it on any of his Pokemon yet, or has he not had opportunity? No, not yet. That was going to be my next step, but I haven't done it yet. Of course he wants to cure your Pokemon. Cure your Pokemon, because anything I created is a blight that needs to be destroyed. Well, it is harming them. A little bit of harm in the midst of scientific experiment is expected. You... As if you were truly a man of science, you would know this, Professor. 
Um, Are you questioning my professional integrity, sir? <laughs> I have yet to see your professional integ- integrity, sir. Oh, snap. Uh, as oh. he's saying this, uh, Professor or, or Dr. Linnaeus has been kind of circling towards the door. Oh. Liliana's going to quick shut it. <laughs> the door is shut. Oh, oh. <laughs> she's going to shut it even harder. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's going to open it. No. Uh, I'll push some boxes in front of it. I don't know. (laughs) Or actually, no, just kidding. She's just going to sneak closer to the door just in case he tries anything funny. Uh, He walks over to the door and stands in front of it. There is only one door in and out of this room. Got it. Says I cannot allow you to ruin my experiments when I am so close. A couple more permutations, and I will have this down, and the grass types will finally gain the recognition that they deserve. I mean, I don't think anybody mocks grass types. I think everybody pretty much understands that they're they're it's pretty about, great. Yeah, it's about um, mocking grass you know, types. M- McCool thinks they're pretty well cool. McCool. A D, who is the first gym that most of the trainers of this region, if you could call them that, face oh. on their journeys. Or, the startup gym. Or, the baseline gym. The gym that everyone expects to pass. Well, but I mean, he's also like the second to last one, depending on like which, which way you go. Yep. <laughs> so like, you know, and... You know, he's, he's one tough cookie. I don't think anyone, you know, disrespects him or his gym or, or what, what he does. Um, and, you know, like, I I got a whole bunch of grass type. I think they're really cool. And, I mean, all Pokemon have, have weaknesses. Yep. Do- Dr. Linnaeus looks at Charlie sadly and says, I had hoped you were not infected by your traveling companions yet. But I see that is not the case. Asher? And he throws out a Pokeball. He releases a small yellow, uh, almost cat-like Pokemon with uh, what looks like a wilted green and brown leaf for a tail. Uh, Wilted brown curls coming out of parts of its body. Uh, Its ears are popped up like leaves, but are also wilted and have small holes in them. And it has like a little green curl on the top of its head that also would have looked more like a leaf, but is wilted and uh, essentially looks blighted. As well. Mm. Oh, Pokemon no, no, no. education. Mm-hmm. For a minute, I was like, oh, "What is this thing?" I know, I know what it is. Yep. I'm gonna uh, roll. Fourteen. Can't touch that. Six. <laughs> you were fairly sure this is a Leafeon. Yeah. It's also most likely blighted. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um. Though then. it's it also seems that this one has enough of a. Something running through it that it doesn't seem to be affected, like the other ones, in terms of lose in t- terms of acting as though it's poisoned. Oh, uh, it doesn't seem like it's very healthy for it in the long term, but in the short term, it's not losing health. Sure. As I said, violence and damage over the course of scientific investigation is expected. Unfortunate, but expected. You're absolutely insane. Charlie, you get to go first. <laughs> Alright, um, so... Uh, 
At first I was like, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw a pokeball and damage it. But you know what? I can't throw a pokeball because um, Katana's coming out. Uh, Katana, go, go get that Leafy on. You can do it. So right. I just uh, have Katana go out, and then Charlie goes, "Okay, do F Fury Cutter." Nope, that's a one. No. Oh no. Okay. Um. Let me we're get we're, gonna, get, we're gonna get a new D twenty. We're gonna get a new one because that one hasn't been rolling well for me. <laughs> yeah, let me consult the sheets again. Oh man. Katana's gonna fall in a pile of muck. <laughs> Katana comes out and takes a swing, and uh, the Leafeon jumps out of the way much faster than you would expect from a blighted Pokemon, causing Katana's swing to go flying and slash right across one of the machines. Oh no. Uh, which immediately starts uh, spitting sparks. Um. Katana is hit by, let's say, yeah, uh, 16 electric physical damage. Um, if you end your turn adjacent to this machine, you are hit by a electric-type struggle attack. Oh, goody. Uh, Katana doesn't get much more than be very annoyed by this, but it is still spitting sparks across the field. Okay. And the uh, Leafeon, who we call Asher, uh, pirouettes and lets out a piercing whistle. A weird, an odd warbling whistle from uh, itself. And uh, Katana looks at it in a deadpan way and does not fall asleep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I'll break out the old razzle dazzle on Linnaeus. Okay. So I got a 14. 14 ghost physical. 14 ghost physical. That does hit. Did you did you roll for... Was that total damage? Yeah, that was damage. Did you roll accuracy? Uh, sorry. Okay, so accuracy was 17. <laughs> okay. Okay, you do no damage. But uh, he well. is flinched for this round. Okay. So you jump out in surprise and he goes, ah, and just like bumps up against the door and is shaken. Yes, I'm scared. <laughs> uh, I'm going to release. Then I'm gonna release trigger. Then trigger. My machop. Ah. Right. Professor Sneeze is going to call out. Boss, come on out! I need your help. Boss, can you speak? Okay. Um, and then he's going to. Uh, Power up his hair muscles, um, and use try attack on Linnaeus. Uh, try attack on on Linnaeus. Yes. Okay. That's an eighteen to hit. That does hit. Uh, thirty-two normal special damage, and you need a one d three. That's gonna be a three. So frozen. <laughs> Oh, you rolled an 18. That that does the frozen thing. Uh, 17 or more is the the trigger for the. 17 or more. Holy cow. Yep. So it has a 20% chance of statusing. Yes. 17, 18, 19, 20. Wow. All right. You power up your hair muscles and blast them forward, and 
comes in, there's a blast of light, and standing in front of Linnaeus is a frozen Leafeon. Oh, goody. You did 17 damage, and the Leafeon is frozen. So it jumped in the way at the last second. I'm gonna direct Boss to um, strike at the vine. Alright, uh, which row? Um, the, the original. Uh, okay, the dead vines in, in the center? Yeah, the dead vines in the center. Okay. Um, so, boss, hit that vine as hard as you can. Uh, then karate chop it is. Uh, that's a 17 to hit. Ugh. That's 30 fighting physical damage. Oh no, that's a critical hit. Yeah. His karate chop is a crit on 17. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the 17 or more. Uh, I love it. Okay, so I roll it twice, right? Yes. 48 fighting physical damage. Okay. Boss steps forward, kind of gives you a look like you're in the middle of a fight and you're telling me to break some vines. Okay. <laughs> and then turns and crushes an entire table into powder. I don't just mean the table of vines, I mean the table. The table. Like, the whole table is destroyed. Essentially. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Way to go, boss! You're the best! Dr. Linus goes, no, my, my research! And he kind of snaps out a little bit, and uh, as he kind of shoves himself forward, uh, a bunch of mushrooms just sprout out out of the ground all around him. Whoa. Just giant mushrooms all around him. Uh, nearly obscuring him from view. At the same time, he throws out another Pokeball. It says, Boston! And as he throws out the Pokeball, uh, it releases, and you see uh, it looks like a red lizard-like Pokemon standing up on its hind legs. It has three white claws on its arm, or on its hands and on its feet. Uh, there's a little like, uh, kind of oblong blunt spike from the back of its head and with a lizard-like face. Um, its tail ends with, uh, fire growing out of- with fire bursting out from the tip. Um, at the same time, this, uh, Charmeleon is- Charmeleon, you know what it is. This Charmeleon is wound <laughs> all over with, uh, brown speckled green vines, which seem to sink into its skin almost like veins. Nice. Poking out over the top. They spiral throughout it. They actually seem to be feeding the flame in its tail. Making it a little larger and also making it kind of a sickly color. And it's the smell of decay intensifies as it comes out. Um, and its eyes are almost, like, are uh, lidded over and almost milky. Mm. And uh, it spins around towards Katana opens up its mouth and belches out a burst of brown-tinted flames. Interesting. Which pour over Katana and do 30 fire special damage. Youch! Uh... Ah! <laughs> that gets doubled, right? Uh, yep. No, 1.5. 1. 1.5, yeah, sorry. Yes, I just I just said 1.5 and use it as a verb. 1.5. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> it works. Uh, okay, and that's gonna be you said fire special. Yes. Okay. And by the uh, way, this is not this is I, I named this one the Charmelon. 
the chair melon. Yes. I love it. Oh, I love it. Okay, so uh, this is going to give Katana two injuries. Okay. Um, cause, no, hang on, no. Uh, it still might. Um, 45 uh, would be 1.5ing it, and then this, uh, against the special defense is going to be uh, Yes, it, do, it, it does give her two. 34, but that's uh, more than half in one shot, so that will be two injuries. She is still up. Yes. Whew. One, three. But she can't take another one of those. Uh-uh. Uh, Liliana's going to have Trigger use Karate Chop on some of the mushrooms. So, I rolled a 12 for accuracy. That does hit. 33 fighting physical. Uh, Trigger shares a commiserating look with Boss, since they're both being told to <laughs> uh, destroy plant life instead of the things that you guys seem to be fighting. Um, and then tears apart the a bunch of the mushrooms in front of him. Uh, that meter of area does not, la- does not count as uh, rough terrain anymore. Uh, the other five meters of growing uh, of growing mushrooms count as rough terrain. They block line of sight unless you have nature walk forest. Alright, so in the meantime, Charlie's going to uh, take up a rock, toss it in his sling. I'd ask where you got a rock, but... <laughs> Since um, you're indoors... Nick, how you does... You can always grab does... one of the beaker. You can always grab one of the beakers nearby. Okay, okay so Charlie grabs... This This could be fun because of the result of the roll. Uh, Charlie grabs one of the beakers, throws it in his sling, and rolls a one. Oh, oh no. <laughs> roll another d20 for me. I think I'm going to get a new one as well. Like, the, these green d20s are not doing me very well tonight. I mean, you're fighting a grass... That's because they're on our enemy's team. They're grass types. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm going to try purple. I'm going to try purple. <laughs> oh, poison. All right. <laughs> or psychic. Uh, how about a 12? Or psychic. How about a 12? 12. All right. So the sling, uh, unfortunately, because it's a beaker and you weren't expecting it, it goes flying off in a different direction and actually smashes into the cylinder in the center of the room. A big crack runs down the cylinder. What's in the cylinder again? A giant, apparently dead tree. Apparently dead. Alright. Nothing else, nothing uh, seems to move at the moment. Uh, Uh, Boss kind of looks at it like, really, this is who I'm I'm paired with. I think I think Being the a whole Mankey says nothing. I think the whole party is kind of thinking that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Katana is going to use um, uh, she's going to use Fury Cutter, but then I'm going to do the round trip with her. Fury Cutter uh, on what? Uh, Fury Cutter on the what would I roll to try and figure like get more information on the Charmeleon, the Charmelon? Uh, Pokemon education. Uh, it's a nine. Do I do I recognize? Like, is, is this type shifted? Um, yes, you're fairly certain this is type shifted. The blight makes it a little hard to see, to tell with it. But you could you think this would actually be a completely healthy fire grass type? Okay. Somehow meshed together, if not for the blight. Okay. Um. Hmm, interesting. Again, pointing to the fact that Doctor Linnaeus is also a genius as well as insane. 
Sure. Right. Dang, that's cool. I wish I had a, um, <laughs> uh, snag machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, so, being a gra grass type, it is also blighted, though? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I, th I think uh, I'm gonna have, uh, it, mostly in retaliation for Katana. She's going to go after, uh, the Charmelon with this attack. Okay. And, uh, the roll on this was a nine. A nine. That does hit. Good. All right. Ooh, max damage. So that's going to be 37 uh, bug physical damage. Okay, that did 46 bug physical damage. Ooh, yeah. Which is enough to give the Charmeleon two injuries. Well, so uh, Katana apparently being just as jumped forward with this, jumps forward and basically rams one of her uh, arms straight through the Charmelon. Whoa. Uh, which reacts as though she stabbed a plank of wood rather than a living creature. Mm -hmm. um, and then she jumps back in pain and her ar entire arm is gl glowing red hot. Uh, Katana is burned. Mm. Oh. Alright. And Charmelon kind of slowly looks down. And then looks back up at Katana. Uh, okay. Well, uh, with that, though, Katana is popping out, and then Penny is coming back in. Um, All right. Question coming in. Uh, mm -hmm. I probably can't do this. Can I? Um, can I hit the Charmeleon with Penny's ball as she comes in? Can I kind of two for that? I will allow it. Cool. All right. Let's see if Charlie can hit this Charmeleon with Penny's ball. <laughs> well, it's not a one. Okay. It's a two. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the answer is no. Charlie cannot hit this Charmelon with, with right. uh, Penny's ball. But luckily you don't hit anything else either. Oh, well, good. Okay. Um, Penny was jumping out. That's a bonus. Perfect. Can I pick up a beaker close by and use fling to throw it at the mushrooms? Sure, I will let you know that since their terrain... Uh, one beaker thrown at them won't do much. Oh, okay. Then I'll rock smash them. Or wait, do they look all, like, poisony and stuff? They probably do, don't they? A little bit. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had gloves or something. <laughs> Mostly because they're fighting types is why uh, Trevor was able to tear through them. Liliana is going to use Astonish. Um, I'm going to use that on the Charmeleon then. Okay. So, I got a 19 for accuracy. That hits. <laughs> Why? So I got 19 uh, ghost physical for that. That did 9 ghost physical damage. Isn't enough to faint it, but the Charmeleon is flinched. So you brought out the old razzle-dazzle, and the things uh, completely clouded over eyes actually blinked. <laughs> it's kind of staring at you with its jaw agape. I mean, its jaw was agape the whole time. But... <laughs> Boss, take care of that Charmeleon. Go hit it with uh, another karate chop. That's a six for accuracy. And that hits. Okay. 38 fighting physical damage. That did 47 fighting physical damage. This is enough to give the Charmeleon two more injuries. Sorry. Three more injuries. Ooh. And faint it. So, 
uh, boss, looking at you like, finally, rushes forward and crunches in the Charmeleon's chest right where Penny uh, stabbed it. Katanos. Katana, sorry, where Katana, Katana stabbed, stabbed it. it. And so it just kind of collapses inwards and falls down. Way to go, boss. It, looking at the, the vines, boss broke one whole big table. What else am I looking like I want to destroy? <laughs> um, there's still two or three more tables of that particular vine, and I'd say okay. six or seven more rows of different permutations. Got it. Okay. I've got my uh, swift, which is a blast two. Um, can I hit more than one table with that? Uh, blast two? Yes, you can hit two. Uh, not not of the same type, but you can hit two okay. different rows. Okay, I will do that with uh, swift attack. Try to hit a couple different rows there. Um, not a crit. That is 28 normal special damage. That is... Um, enough to tear apart. You don't destroy the uh, tables like you do, but you do tear through uh, two different rows full of um, different experiments and different plants in there. Very nice. Doctor Leus uh, re- returns the Charmeleon. It's fine, Daisy. And he throws that again, and you see it looks like a. Purple, uh, it is a somewhat plant-like Pokemon with eight dark-tipped pink tentacles protruding from an opening on top of its head. Uh, Inside the pitch-black opening are two glowing yellow eyes. The remainder of its head is purple with yellow eye spots resembling targets. Uh, The head is connected to the body by means of a yellow stem, and the body itself is purple and semispherical. Four stubby roots anchor the Pokemon firmly to uh, the ground here. It also seems to be covered in irregular patches of brown. So it is probably blighted as well. Okay, Pokemon education check. 26. 26. Uh, if you had to guess, this was probably the ancient fossil Pokemon Lily. Got it. Uh, it has also been blighted as well, which is interesting because it's an ancient Pokemon, so it's, uh, it's interesting that it still kind of covers over it. Mm-hmm. I am going to have Trigger use Karate Chop again on the... Mu- well, okay, with the mushrooms, mm-hmm. with the ones that he already... Weird through. Are they just kind of regenerating, or uh, they do seem to gone? be slowly growing back? Okay. Uh, forget that. Um, I'm going to have Trigger use a Karate Chop on the Lily. Okay. I rolled a nine for accuracy. That does hit. I rolled a forty for Fighting Physical. Forty. Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trigger. That did 59 you fighting f- physical damage, <laughs> which is enough to give it two injuries, but not enough to faint the lily. And so, nice. yeah, uh, Trigger runs up and just slams his palm down on basically on top of the lily and crushes it partially into the ground. The ground cracks all around the lily. And the lily Crunches down and then kind of slowly wobbles back up and turns towards Trigger and shoots out a burst of greenish goop, which smacks into Trigger and does uh, 28 grass special damage. 
So it did 20 damage total? 20. Yep, so then uh, 49 is my current HP. And so the green, uh, like, goop that slams into uh, Trigger and wraps around him suddenly glows slightly and shoots back into the Lily, who looks a fair bit better afterwards. No. Uh, I love that move, though. No. Not against me, but I love that move. Meanwhile, the Leafeon uh, statue shakes slightly and then bursts as the Leafeon jumps out of the frozen state. Leafeon is unfrozen. And it seems to be almost glowing slightly from within. Um, ever so slightly, just a little bit. And it charges forward and... Just basically, it almost does what seems to be a straight tackle at Penny. Uh, 29 normal physical damage with a quick attack. Alright. Um, Penny doesn't take too kindly to this, so she is going to do her uh, specialty pin missile. Let's see if we. how we attack first. Come on, murderous 20. Come on, murderous 20. How about a 10? A 10 does hit. Half murders. Okay. <laughs> so three means you hit twice. Uh, nine plus twenty-one, thirty bug damage. Physical, bug physical. All right, that did forty bug physical damage, uh, which is enough to give the Leafeon two injuries, but not quite enough to faint it. So Penny, not taking kindly to this, rips a couple new holes into the Leafeon's leaves. Charlie is. I'm curious to see what's going to happen if I if we were to break that big uh, thing in the center, the one that like <laughs> has a crack in it. So can I roll like an intuition on that? Okay. Just to just see like how Charlie can put together what's going to happen. Uh, it's a thirteen. Best case scenario, that's a dead tree. Worst case scenario. That's something that isn't going to be interested in any living, at least any living human beings anywhere near it. Yikes. Uh, okay. Um, Alright, that, that being said, Charlie is going, to, uh, is going to grab another beaker and throw it in his sling. Okay. He's going to try and, uh, let's see if we can take out that, that Leafeon. Ooh, crit! 20! Alright. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so roll the damage twice. So 38 physical damage. So that actually did 13, uh, which isn't quite enough to faint the Leafeon. Uh, Beaker comes flying in and just smashes over the Leafeon's face. And it staggers, but is still just barely standing. You said that the last time. Yep. (laughs) It's just barely again standing. Uh, Liliana, we'll grab a Beaker nearby as well. And um, use fling to throw it at the Lufion. Okay. Gotta be kidding me! I rolled a one for accuracy. <laughs> we <laughs> stink. This is not a good night. <laughs> Roll another d twenty for me, please. <laughs> I don't want to. I rolled a three. Three. Okay. Um, you hit. 
uh, you throw it, and it goes flying and hits the central cylinder again. No! There are now a spider web of cracks throwing across the front of it. Okay. And you think you see something twitch on the tree. <laughs> Boss, see if you can take out that Leafeon. Uh, hit it with a karate chop. 11 to hit the karate chop. That hits. 31 fighting physical that did 22 fighting physical damage, mm-hmm. which is enough to give the Leafeon another injury and paint it. Alright. At this time, uh, Boss just runs up and basically does a back chop to the back of the Leafeon's neck, which causes it to kind of pitch forward and fall down. Nice. I'm going to look back at the uh, tables of things and attack more vines. Okay. Um, actually, before I do that... Um, can I do a quick perception to see if I can see where, how to get to the downstairs, the basement? Okay, there's sure. There's there. Mm-hmm. Um, five. There is a small trap door right next to the bed. It was mentioned in the description. Oh my goodness. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Um. Give him a break, he's old. I'm going to shout to Charlie and Liliana... Keep taking care of things up here and, and smash some of these samples. I'm gonna try to run downstairs and, and cut the power. Um, so I, instead of attacking the tables of, of vines, I'm gonna run over to the trap door. Can I make it all the way there and down in this movement? Um, you can run over there and open it in this movement. Okay, that's what I do. Okay. Alright. Dr. Linnaeus uh, returns his. Uh, Leafeon and says, Okay, Mandragora! And throws it out. This one looks like uh, a pale green Pokemon with a large head, stubby arms, and a body that tapers to a point at the bottom. It has oval black eyes and a red diamond-shaped mouth. It's encased in a darker green gelatinous substance that forms small brown bumps on the lower sides and over its head. A small circular piece of matter floats inside the substance over its head as well. Um, this is also covered in wilting brownish flowers that seem to be growing out of the greenish muck in like in different areas. Um, two of them seem to be over its eyes and almost seem to act as its eyes at points. And this one kind of spins slow. This creature kind of turns slowly and sends out a burst of purplish energy blasting and it slams into boss and boss takes 53 psychic special damage use his def- subtract his defense rather than his special defense from it though holy cat 53 53 psychic special before multiplying yep bye boss he's, he's down and out I know that much uh hmm. Alright, yep, boss has fainted. I'll have Trigger use Karate Chop again to hopefully finish off the Lilith if I can roll well. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I got an 11 for accuracy, so that's that good. Hits. I got 34 fighting physical. Alright, that did 57 fighting physical, <laughs> which is enough to give the Lilith another two injuries and faint it. So, again, like, uh, Trigger, after shaking his head from that greenish stuff that's covered in, just spins around and slams his fist down again, and this time he crunches the Lilith into the floor. 
where it does not rise back up. <laughs> Take that. Yeah, so, uh, Charlie's going to, um, you know, Charlie's going to just go up to the mushrooms and, like, start knocking them over. I assume that'd be, like, a struggle attack on those, or what would... There's so many of them that if you're not a, a uh, fighting type, it's kind of hard to actually deal with them. Okay. Um, you can struggle through them. You can move through and around them, and you'd have to struggle through them, but you can't really deal with all of them. Okay. Um... We got a long 20 chance, so we'll probably let this other thing uh, go. Uh, let's throw another beaker. Let's toss it at uh, the Duosian, though. Okay. The 16. That hits. Uh, 20, 24, normal physical. Okay. That did 9 normal physical damage. Um, that does not give it an injury, and it is still up. Alright. Penny's gonna do a bug, bug bite. Alright. Bite it, Penny. Let's go, like... Nosh on, nom, nom, get it. It's a 17. 17 hits. Alright, and that's uh, gonna be 3d8. Whoo, doggy. 34 bug physical damage. It like slices it back into like two samosas. Right. Okay, that did 53 bug physical damage, which is enough to give it two injuries, but not quite enough to faint it. So. Penny comes up and just comes nomming through this thing. Just crushes through it. Quite a bit. I'm gonna rock smash some of those shrooms. Okay. So I roll 10 for accuracy. 25 fighting physical. Okay, you are able to clear another meter of the um, mushrooms down for a little bit. They are slowly growing back, but you're able to walk through them pretty clearly now. Uh, Dr. Linnaeus is still hidden away, but you're closer. I'm coming to get you! <laughs> um, Professor Sneeze, seeing Boss uh, collapse under the attack, um, goes, No, Boss! Um, return to his buddy. Um, returns Boss to his Pokeball and says, Boo Boo, come on out and help out! And uh, yeah, Boo Boo, use Peck on that Dorsion. 12 to hit. That hits. 17 flying physical. That does 11 flying physical damage, which is not enough to faint the Dorsion. So, uh, Dr. Linnaeus returns his Lily and says, Go, Fluffy! He throws out a Pokeball and releases a Pokemon that you've all seen before. Quite a while back, though, um, in a, near a farm that was full of Marie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the Pokemon that kind of that you all ran away from after you caught that Shinx, the evolved form. Oh. oh. But and so this looks similar to it. It does. It isn't exactly the same. And this one is covered in the same kind of winding vines as the Charmeleon was before. But and they also look diseased. Um, its eyes somehow look even sharper though. Since that's the Luxio's special thing, specialty. Uh, this is also a Luxigro. <laughs> yep, it actually immediately uh, leaps forward, wreathed in electricity, and jumps towards Boo Boo. The shot travels over to hits Boo Boo and does 47 electric physical damage. That's just 70 off the bat. That's 
literally exactly enough to paint Boo Boo. So actually, if she is, if Boo Boo's at zero, Boo Boo is still up. Okay. But if you take both a move action and a standard action, you take it to, to hit points. Got it. Uh, you also do gain three injuries because it did do 100% damage and all in one go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it shocks all over Boo Boo, who manages to just barely keep her wings in the air. Getting everything together. Sorry, the Duosian kind of spins slowly and painfully to look down at Penny. Oh. And again shoots out a pulse of purplish energy straight down oh. towards the Scorpi, which slams into Penny and does. 52 psychic special damage. Use your defense against it. Not your special defense. Uh, she's toast. Do you want me to calculate all the stuff for it? Uh, just to be safe, yes. Okay, so 52, 65 special damage. So that's, uh... Um, I have 46 of my 60 HP left. How many injuries does that give me? Three? Uh, Considering it did yes, all three. my total damage in one go. Yep. Three injuries. Also, uh, check out Charlie's feature quick switch. Gotcha, thank you. Alright, and we are sending out. Uh, this is a psychic type. Not, not burning. Um, <laughs> uh, giggles. Giggles is coming out. Uh, giggles. Giggles, the Yamaha. And just to refresh people, you want to describe uh, Giggles for yes. our listeners again? The giggles Nick? is a small humanoid shaped Pokemon, seemingly covered in red fur. Um, it has like a humps, uh, almost oval or circular shaped body with two little stumpy legs on the bottom. What's more interesting is the two uh, long tentacles for arms that has come out, which are covered in little suction cups. And the mouth that is another suction cup ringed with teeth and two little black eyes over the top of them. There you go. So, Giggles is out. Alright. I know he didn't like it, but I'm gonna have him use Karate Chop on the mushrooms as well. Okay. Ah! <gasps> I... Oh. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Who's on the field right now? <laughs> uh... There's the Duosian that is out at the moment, and the Luxigro. Luxio. Who's looking better? Uh, the Luxio has, is untouched. Alright, I'm gonna go after that one, because I rolled a 20. <laughs> For future uh, reference, after you roll accuracy, you are not allowed to change your target. Uh, after this. I will allow it this once, this. since I didn't <laughs> specify it at the first time. No, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, thank you. <laughs> so, 49 then. Yep. That did 64, fighting physical damage. It's enough to give the Luxigro two injuries, but not to faint it. So, Trigger spins and slams his fist into the side of the Luxio as it jumps back down from hitting Boo Boo, and knocks it into one of the, uh, one of the mushrooms, which actually kicks over the mushroom as well. And the Luxigo's mm -hmm. kind of toppling in there and slowly gets itself shakily back up to its feet. So, Giggles, she is... So let's go ahead and do a faint attack. First we'll see if we can get a crit on this bad boy. Uh, 15, so no crit. Okay. 
Uh, so it's going to make it uh, 37 dark physical damage, and the intention of this is to go on the Duosian. That did 41 dark physical damage, which is just enough to give the Duosian two more injuries and to faint it. Booyah! Uh, yeah. Giggles comes in, and you immediately hear the high-pitched giggle again. Um... Somehow you all lost sight of it, of Giggles, the moment she was released, until she appeared behind the Duosian and smacked it to the ground. <laughs> oh, and uh, just as a quick reminder, Giggles, Giggles is a lady. Yes. <laughs> yes, she is. Um, Charlie then is going to take a beaker, chuck it at the Luxigro. Okay. That is a 17. Was... Hey, that hits. Right. Um, 23 physical normal damage. That does 13 normal physical damage, which is just enough to give the Luxigro another injury and faint it. Ooh. So just as the Luxigro struggling up to its feet, the beaker smashes on the side of its face and it just topples back into the mushrooms. Liliana is going to rock smash through some more of the mushrooms. Okay. And I roll a 20 again for that. Ooh. All right. Wow. I'm finally getting better rolls. <laughs> Except for that. I shouldn't have said that. On non-Pokemon uh, and non-people. <laughs> yep. I know. Um, Charlie says uh, something to once the Luxor falls, and we're like, um, I believe you're out of bullets there, uh, Professor Linnaeus. Your chamber's empty. <laughs> Ah, but did he release five Pokemon, six Pokemon, or only five? <laughs> well, uh, you gotta ask yourself, are you feeling lucky? <laughs> well, <laughs> are you? Uh, I rolled a 24, or 24 right. total. You smash away another uh, section of the mushrooms, and finally think you catch sight of Dr. Linnaeus hidden away within another clump. Right nearby. Um, so, Professor Sneeze is going to call Boo Boo back. Okay. Boo Boo, come on back. Um, and, yeah, we'll say, alright, Sticky, come on out and send out Sticky the Solosis. Sticky, you Psywave on that guy with a 13 to hit. That hits. Alright, let's roll this d4. Oh, and uh, she's going to trade in her digestion buff. Ooh, yes, three. Um, so it's going to be 30 plus 10, 40. 40 damage? Yep, 40 damage. Okay, yep, that's all. Uh, Sticky sends out a, like, suddenly glows purple, and you see a purple glow from within the mushrooms, and uh, Dr. Linnaeus cries out in pain. Right there, and you can hear his heavy breathing. You're there. Good job, Sticky. Suplex with light as he returns the Duosian and the Luxigar. And a bit of silence, which is heavy breathing. (laughs) Everyone, you're all always against me. It's against me. I want to lose my research. I think it's crazy. Crazy. Fine. I'm going to go down quietly. I'll take everyone with me. I'll take you all with me. You'll see. You'll see. Code zero! And he throws out a Pokeball. 
because this is that was only five Pokemon. <laughs> Dang. Mm-hmm. And he throws out a Pokeball and it releases, and at first, what appears in front of you looks like a zombie. It's human shaped, but green and with brown rotting spots all over it. it. Has a human-ish face that seems to be half grinning, though the grin is sagging and going through things there. Uh, it's covered in little spikes over its entire body and seems to have once been wearing what looks like a, a four-pointed hat, but that is sagging and brown covered and just things there, and it's just dragging itself ever so slightly with its walk. Nope. Zero. Needle arm. And he points. And he doesn't seem to be pointing at any of you. Uh-oh. Oh, no. And the zombie-like creature snaps its head up and then rushes forward and slams one fist into the giant cylinder. Oh, goody. Which crashes and shatters. Uh, greenish liquid just spills out over the center of this area and the tree out of its suspended just slams heavily on the ground for a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it shudders once and two giant yellowish glowing eyes creak open from on top of its trunk. And I think that's all the time that we have for this week. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapestryradio.org slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at PokeRollPodcast, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash PokeRollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve of your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at TapsterRadio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, and Here's Johnny. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and if they don't kill me for this particular cliffhanger, you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. Uh, I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And you can also find me a couple of other places. Uh, check me out on the Discord. Uh, check me out on Puckle Plus, where I hold, uh, where I host, I should say, a monthly Pokemon trivia co- um, game show. Sorry, words are hard tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, come check us out there. I'll have a lot of fun and. Um, the other place you can find us right now is in the Upple Draft League. Uh, Michael and I are battling in that right now, and uh, it's been a lot of fun, I think. And uh, by the time you hear this, Michael and I will have battled each other, and we'll be more than halfway through the season. Uh, I'm Michael. You can find me on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L, uh, as well as in the Pokemon Roll on Tap Room and on the other Tapster Radio shows. Um, I am Lydia, and you can find me on Twitter at LIL underscore Shadow 8, and yeah, chat us up in the, uh, tab room on Facebook. Let us, let us know your grievances with these cliffhangers, because we will commiserate with you, dear friends. Bye.
didn't I tell you that fiction wasn't my only archetype? Yeah. You can follow me online on, <laughs> or on Twitter at Behind Your Eye That's Behind Your E Y E L I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollouts, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pokerworldpodcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons, Asher, Bryson Elliott, Corax Alexandra, Nathan Jester, Ryan Felton, Tom Aquinas, and Michael Williams. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. <laughs> <laughs>
We'll let we'll let uh, the the listeners at home uh, Google this. Um, no, I don't know. Or maybe we won't let them Google it. Don't Google <laughs> maybe it. Maybe we won't. <laughs> maybe we'll forbid them. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Anyway. Um, Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.